0: Hey there everybody, welcome to the Sports Sports Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. We're missing a Jordan. We are missing a Jordan. Well, again. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. Oh. The office space, yeah. Part. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the office space? I think the office it's just space. Office space. Now I'm turning into uh old man. <laughs> yeah, you've confused it. You've you've it's it's almost a portmanteau. Yeah. Um, Me and Martha were watching the office space the other day. <laughs> yes indeed. Uh but Jordan is in Toronto. Yeah. Uh apparently someone sold him some uh some bogus World Series tickets. Right. Uh as if the Jays were in it, which they're not. And it's no. weird that Jordan fell for that because he normally follows baseball pretty closely and the Jays didn't even make the playoffs. Right, but they, call, unless... they called Toronto land of a thousand ticket frauds. <laughs> yes, indeed. And it should have been a tip for him. But while he's there, we're hoping he can give us a little update on the uh, the old CFL situation with Johnny Manziel. That'd be nice, yeah. Right? He should go see a game. <laughs> <I> couldn't <laughs> get there without laughing. Yeah. <laughs> because that would be horrible to go see a shitty football player play Canadian shitty football, Canadian yeah. football game. Well, it's I, like I we, see we that. We'd go hundred meters. But I feel like I wouldn't want to go see a game in Toronto. Like I would only want to watch Canadian football like out in the country, or th- right. like something far removed from my experiences with football. I feel like I'd want to see it in French Canada yes because then I, everybody's yelling weird things and the rules are slightly off and then it feels like bizarre World. yeah though i i just really want to go to french canada i don't think i've ever been really i yeah. have been montreal uh, is supposed to be a wonderful city what's funny about french canada is that it looks like the states it feels like the states all the same fast food restaurant in the states and then someone opens their mouth and you go oh yeah yeah, someone it's opens like their mouth. with no charm whatsoever. And then they put their tongue in your mouth, and you're like, oh, because it's right. French ah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how they do it in France. Yeah. Uh, but we have a, a real big episode for you. What, 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 what? Yeah, and and by you, I mean you, Phil. You should be excited about the episode that we're about to do. I'm excited because we've got a very special guest. We do um, have a very special guest. Uh Anthony Kiedis Yeah, the Red Singer. Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. He apparently ran out on the court to get in the face of a basketball there player. There was a, Lakers a fan. bit of an altercation. Spoiler alert, we're going to cover it in just a moment. Oh. Yes, but he uh he had he was he was removed briefly from the floor, allowed yeah. to return later, but removed briefly because he ca- tried to get all up in the face of uh, of one of the Houston Rockets. Well, he players. went he went out on the court. Which, if there's yeah. one thing I know about fandom, you gotta don't break well, the fourth wall. I've I've seen the video. Yeah. He didn't go that far out in the court still. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's floor seats. That's the nice thing about the NBA is you're right on the action. That doesn't mean you can go, in the, go on the court. Yeah, you really, you shouldn't do that. It's kind of like uh, when you're at a play, you're right there next to the stage. Don't go up on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> not even, even a step. Even if it's a very intimate theater experience. Yeah. Not yeah. even if it's like you're watching Death of a Salesman and you just like go up on the stage and just be like, I'm the local milkman. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. Or even if you're like, oh, hey, why don't I just put my feet up? It's like, right. no, don't do not do that. Yeah. You know, keep keep your feet off the stage. Yeah. The only feet that should be on the stage are character feet. Character feet. Yeah. That was way too long feet to talk about how Anthony Kiedis is going to yeah. be here. Yeah. So Anthony Kiedis is going to be here. But, uh, uh, Joel, do you have a wide world of sport? Uh, I do not. Well, I do. You're goddamn right to do. <laughs> okay. It's fantastic. Yes, you do. Uh, before that, we got news, news, news. But first, LeBron James update. Watch update. LeBron James update. Watch update. Brought to you by all the things that LeBron James sponsors today. 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 LeBron James debuts in Los Angeles as a Laker. Really? Yeah, How did I missed this news. <laughs> Sub headline overshadowed by brawl. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> you you clearly didn't miss the news, Phil, because you were referring to it. Like 45 seconds ago. Honestly, I didn't read anything about LeBron James. I was yeah. just reading about Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, that, that all happened at LeBron's first game as a Laker. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So if if everyone was thinking, oh, finally, LeBron has moved to the sort of stayed, traditional, competent organization that's really going to capitalize on his talents and not the the goofball show that they had in Cleveland, don't worry. The goofball show has followed him. I love the goofball show. It's uh, right? my favorite thing on Sprout. I feel like this is like some sort of like deal with the devil that LeBron James made, where it was like, "I'll make you the greatest basketball player who ever lived, but your teammates will repeatedly be morons who keep you from winning championships." But do I still get lucrative uh, brand <laughs> contracts? Uh, sure. Why not? Yay! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spring Hill Entertainment will rise. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, Lakers fans, the wait is over. So said Ice Cube as he concluded the opening invocation that greeted fans in the video screen as they filed in from the buzzy concourse into the bowl of the Staples Center. Fun. That's where the Lakers play as well as the Clippers and the Kings and whatever the name of the women's basketball team is. It's a it's a very busy arena. I know. Do you know how I know? Because I have to go there when I go to E three every year and all the conferences oh, yeah. that are down over there. They got all the banners hanging up there. Yeah, they got statues of randos, <laughs> not randos. Phil, not Be- one of them's very an old man. People. It's weird. Uh, who's the? Oh, is it, does Vince Scully have a statue? Is State that who Missouri? it is? That would an make any announcer. Sense. I think it's an announcer. Maybe it's Vince Scully. That'd be weird, because he didn't call games at Staples. I don't know. Uh, This has nothing to do with the brawl at the Staples (laughs) Center. Uh, Yeah, but so uh, apparently, and I'm going to go ahead and paraphrase here. uh, uh, One Chris Paul... A very famous point guard. Logan Paul's brother. Yes. Yes, indeed. Logan Paul's brother. Yeah. Uh, Got into an altercation with Rajon Rondo. Mm -hmm. uh, Known malcontent. Okay. (laughs) With some time in in the NBA. Yeah. So he is not content. Yeah. Uh, And supposedly it came down to there was a bit of a confrontation. Okay. And then Rajon Rondo, according to uh, several sources that, you know, and the Lakers are not one of them, but uh, Chris Paul says that he spit on him. Gross. Right? Ew. Keep the spit in the mouth, dude. Yeah. Uh, and and apparently from there, developed into quite the kerfuffle. Sure, that's kerfuffle there worthy. Were, yeah, there were ejections, yeah. including one Anthony ketis for a short period of yeah. time. Yeah, well, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but, in the end, LeBron James, uh, now a Laker. Oh, is that how that feud ended? <laughs> yes. So, so but, it but wasn't yeah, like it, an episode of The Bachelor where he was booted at the end. Yeah, for getting So apparently, a apparently the Chris Paul Rajon Rondo feud dates all the way back to 2008. Uh, and if you'll remember, that was the redeem team. Right. Because no uh, the, yeah, the United States in 2004 did not win the gold medal in basketball. Who won? I, I can't even remember. Some other team that really did not, it was not as good a basketball country as the United States. Nothing's as good as a basketball country as the United States. Right. But it was, uh, you know how it was like in 92, you had like the dream team and it was basically like, let's get all the best NBA players. Right. And then it essentially ended any competition at the Olympic level in basketball. And for since then, they were always just like, okay, well let's just grab whatever 11 or 12 NBA players who were available. Right. And then trot them out there without any other consideration. And they uh, lost. And then they lost. What a bunch of and losers. And everyone was like, oh, maybe we should have, you know, like, positional depth. Right. <laughs> like, elite athletes. Yeah, there was no point guard on the team that lost yeah, for this, the most Were they part. just getting mascots and being like, take off your mask and go dunk? Yeah, but basically, yeah, yeah it was really just sort of like, yeah, whoever we can get who's an NBA player on the team. That sucks. Uh, so they changed that up. But Rajon Rondo apparently really, really wanted to be in the team. Sure. He really did. Well, that uh, would make him malcontented. Yeah, and guess what? They didn't take him. Even though he had just won a title with Boston, they took Chris Paul. Now, observers of basketball might note that Chris Paul is and has always been a better player than Rajon Rondo. Well, that would make sense then. (laughs) Yes. Making the the decision to choose him over Rajon in 2008. Well, then I understand why they made that decision. Yes. Rajon Rondo, though, uh, he's apparently not so hung up on, on things like talent. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, Either way, good.
0: untether yourself, Rajan. Yeah. May or may not have spit in Chris Paul, uh, and if the circus continues, uh, and here's the thing, I gotta say, uh, I am I am on the fence because on the one hand, I really am loving LeBron James more and more every year. Mm-hmm. You know, unfettered, completely honest LeBron James, one of my favorite public figures. Sure, but at the same time, the Schadenfreude of potentially watching his career flounder as he's surrounded by dolts in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform while I live in LA and get to watch all of the frustrated Lakers fans just lose their shit like oh sounds pretty good I know it really does as much as that would suck for LeBron it'd be like oh it's some real entertainment there and that's been LeBron James update watch update LeBron James update watch update brought to you by all the things that lebron james sponsors today 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 news 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 on the sports 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 podcast with jordan joel and phil but not jordan Derek carr cries in game what there's no crying in game game <laughs> Derek carr claims i wasn't crying you guys <laughs> but he was because it's the headline headlines yeah. don't lie uh derrick carr like the raiders season is well and ruined The 27-year-old quarterback who just two seasons ago looked like he would be the steady hand guiding the Raiders offense the next decade or so is now a lame duck. Boo. Khalil Mack is gone. Amari Cooper is gone. Traded just this week for a first-round draft pick. Nice. Uh, The Gruden-designed rebuild is officially on, and Carr has reportedly lost the confidence of his teammates. Oh, no, his confidence. Right? And here's the thing, Phil. When you talk about, like, the age-old... Legend of the quarterback, right? right? You want the the tall, square jawed man who stands tall in the pocket, right? And leads your offense down the field like a, a field general, yeah, right? like Patrick Warburton, yes, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, but I mean, realistically, they're also still just human beings, and if uh, if the rest of the team sucks, mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback tends to suck too, and that's especially true. They're getting hit like a whole bunch because the offensive line sucks. Oh, yeah. Then they'd be all dizzy and yeah. stuff. Uh, so the last bit comes from the Athletics' Marcus Thompson, who cites team sources describing Carr's relationship with the rest of the Raiders as fractured. Hmm. Hmm. Which uh, is an interesting choice of words because what's also fractured is his left thumb, if I'm not mistaken. Oof. Yeah. Fractured because he doesn't have a good line to stop people from ripping his thumbs off. Right. Makes sense. Uh, And what's the reason for this fracturing? Thompson cites waning confidence in Carr's ability, then reaches a bit for the second explanation, but will allow it. The we, in this case, being dead spin. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Raiders headquarters are not the best space for Carr. The belief in him has deteriorated, uh, perhaps uh, to irreparable levels. Team sources describe a fractured relationship between Carr and his teammates, mostly because confidence in him has waned. That's what they said before. Sure. Uh, It certainly didn't help when films showed him uh, what looked like him crying after being sacked and injuring his arm. What? They saw his face. They heard him whimper. Uh, they witnessed him explain on the sidelines. They assuredly watched it again in the film session. It's hard to see how Carr can lead this team again. After they see him cry. Right. Now yeah. uh, this this would be the moment where I think we should appeal to all of our listeners uh, about the importance of uh, mental health and showing your emotions. Yeah. Uh, you know, that uh, admittedly, the NFL, probably one of the great bastions of toxic masculinity sure. in American society. In fact, they were thinking of changing it to toxic masculinity ball. Exactly. Yeah. Turns out, wasn't going to fit on the, the and T-shirt. And there was so already well. a dance in Alabama called the toxic <laughs> yes, masculinity yes, ball. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, you take out whichever of your testicles is the most right, masculine. Exactly. Yeah. And then you shake it around. Right. And you're like, yeah. this is the one. Uh, but yeah, so... Rumor has it that they saw the guy cry uh, and and doesn't work out. And here's the thing, you know, tears can be a great source of strength. Sure. They absolutely can. You know, yeah. I think, you know, we all need to get over this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but us as a society is one thing. The Oakland Raiders, apparently another Sure. Uh, and and uh, allow me to explain something else here about the situation, Phil, since you have no idea who Khalil Mack is. No idea. One of the better uh, defensive pass rushers in the game okay. was on the Raiders up until like a week before the season. Mm-hmm. You know what happened? Got injured. They traded him. Oh, okay. draft picks to the Chicago Bears. Okay. And then Amari Cooper, one of the more solid wide receivers out there, traded away. All by John Gruden, who everyone calls Chucky because he looks like the Chucky doll. Oh. From the movie's called just Chucky? Uh, no, it's called Child's Play. Well, oh, the original we one. But then later it's like Bride of Chucky and like they start incorporating yeah. his name a little bit more. You kind of like Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, I guess the first one's. You know what's funny is all of those movies were written by one writer and it's pretty much the only movies that that writer ever got produced. Wait, it's the same writer in all of the Chucky movies? Yeah. Pretty how? Crazy. How do you keep? I mean, he must have been doing guild minimum for every single one. Yeah, of them. it's pretty much his entire crew was nothing but Chucky movies. He didn't sell shit else. It's pretty crazy. What, what a bizarre person! Yeah. Now I want to look that up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Dive in. <laughs> he was also on the Halloween Cake Wars this uh, yeah. this season, which is how I know that. <laughs> so I looked him up. Yes, indeed. Well. Uh, Chucky, hang on. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna try and work out this segue here. Something. Yep. Oh well, even in that guy's wildest imaginations, could he not have been able to write the, uh, the speed with with Chucky appears to have dismantled the Raiders. Hey, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Phew, uh, good segue, Joel. Yeah, he did this thing where he signed a lot of aging veterans. Okay. Uh, and he's trading away all of their young. Uh, talented players. That's good. I think you should give more jobs to veterans. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't? Uh, Joel? No. Uh, and in this case, uh, we don't mean uh, veterans as in veterans of, of of a war. Okay. We mean like NFL veterans. Ah. Now, I'm going to go ahead and ask you the sports outsider, Phil. Wh- where do you think uh, uh, on, on the age spectrum your typical NFL player falls? Let's say... 23 to 32. <laughs> yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, uh, thank you. But, but gen- okay, let me put it this way. Generally speaking, do you think that uh, more age is probably a good thing no, for a game? No, because you're, you're taking a lot of knocks, right? There you go, yeah. Phil. Uh, generally speaking. I'm an outsider. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. In addition to the toxic masculinity, this is also a, a, a brutally violent game that sure. just chews people up and spits them back out. Sure. So doing things like signing guys in their early 30s to big contracts where you trade away the young guys, that's just just not sensible. Right. Makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So says Deadspin, you almost have to admire John Gruden's ability for destruction. Gutting a roster and engineering a very embarrassing and perhaps unintentional tanking campaign is one thing, but an NFL season isn't a true disaster until the quarterback has been reduced to a blubbering mess whom nobody likes. Yikes. And it's only week seven. Imagine what more awaits. Uh, And it is definitely, the the Raiders have a tradition of dysfunction. They also have a tradition of excellence, but that ended a while ago, and it's mostly just been dysfunction for a while. Yeah, when they all became beer pirates. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, whenever you go to the games, everyone's dressed up like pirates, but they're drinking beer. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know why I'd say pirates. I don't know, it's got piratey Makeup and stuff. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, there is a piratey vibe. I won't disagree with you. Well, I would. Isn't that' what a raider is. They got eye patches and. Like, well, yeah, pirates. but I mean, like the the guys, they look more to me like they're out of like a Mad Max movie. They oh. got like spiky shoulder pads and stuff. Yeah, like pirates. Pirates didn't wear shoulder pads. Joe, they're you know? pirates. <sighs> they're raiding pirates. Fine. Joining us now on the podcast, uh, uh, one of the you know, more prominent, preeminent uh, musicians of the 1990s rock scene, one Anthony that Keaton. <laughs> That's up, the big, it got a big it. Hey, Joel. Yeah, thank you. Hey. hey, Anthony. Hey, what's going on, Joel? Yeah, you are Los Angeles native. Of the bridge of That's where I drew some yeah, those are. Me. Those are songs right. that you're you're known for. That's what I'm known for. Yep. Uh, but as of late, you're also known for apparently being uh, a very aggressive oh, yeah, and profane that's right. Lakers fan. I ran right out onto the floor. You ran out I onto did. the floor. You confronted. I believe Can't it was Chris Can't Stop Anthony Keatus from rushing onto that floor now. I mean, not to quibble, but they they did stop you they did and they forced me. you they off did. the floor. They made yeah. me go right off that floor. They did. Yeah, it's true. Apparently. They didn't want me taking the stage, upstaging them. So they booted me right out. I don't know why you said taking the stage. That's an odd choice of language because it's it's not. I mean, it's not a stage per se, oh, and even Joel. the sense that it's a metaphorical stage. No, it's one for the basketball. All the players. world's a stage, Joel. All I mean, the world's a stage. Can't stop Anthony King. Stage. <laughs> Look, Joel. Okay. This was actually this running out onto that court was actually stop one. On my world tour of storming basketball courts. Uh, and everyone's going to buy tickets and watch me storm <laughs> on the basketball courts during the game. Can't stop Anthony Davis. I mean, I think they will buy tickets and they will ultimately apparently watch you yeah, storm the court. Yeah, they will. Cart, that's true. To say that they bought them to see that is is that's entirely uh, inaccurate. Joel, are you going to tell everyone in Michigan to go check me out with the Pistons? No. In I fact, plan on storming that court and drinking a Fago. Boy, I I got to tell you, the, I mean the fego, Fago's on point, but there's, you know, there's a history uh in, you know in in Detroit, the malice of the palace. Sure. You know, people going I don't think you want to replicate that. That's why they're going to call me they're going to call it the fetus of the ketus. <laughs> I don't Boy, I got I got to say as as a lyricist like yourself, it really oh, seems I like run you forced the Oh, out there with rhyme. a pregnant woman. <laughs> That's gonna make a. That's gonna make a track. Can't stop the track and with the run now. <laughs> that's you. You really like that one song. No, I do. <laughs> that's one of the songs that I wrote. All right. Well, you did say world tour. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. It's worth observing that there's a lot of places. I mean, basketball has spread far and wide, but I think there's a lot of places that don't have any professional. Getting really big in Japan right now. Yeah, and I think it's already big in Europe, and I think they even have a league in China. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be at the center court in Japan, and I can go Konnichiwa, and I'm gonna run out there and be like, "Can't stop, Anthony Davis. <laughs> Domo arigato, Mister Robato <laughs> Those are lyrics lifted from a song That's by another true. band, by yeah. Sticks. Yep, by Sticks. Yeah, right. I like those guys. Those are good guys. I'm okay with Sticks too. There we yeah. go. Come sail away. Um, yeah, a come song. sail away. Is a great song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but again, I also uh, I mean I do worry that uh, you know, people in Japan are just uh, maybe starting to learn about uh, basketball. To no, they're great. getting way into it. No, I'm sure they're like you know who else a lot of them are. It? But everybody in Merry Old England, I'm going to be going there. Sitting courtside at one of their games. When I run out, I'm going to storm onto that court with my pinky up. <laughs> so that's how you do it in England. I was about to say, decorum, very important in yep, England. Can't I, stop without your little pinky up. <laughs> I I got to say... I don't know that the English are going to fixate in the pinky as much as they're going to fixate in the storm. Oh, uh, they're going to love it. They're going to be like, "Who's that? <laughs> they're going to do it with sing-songy voice. They to the are. Melody of That's right. <laughs> one of your songs. That's how they're going to do it. Everybody okay. knows my songs. I'm a global superstar. Yeah, I mean, uh, you were a global superstar. It might be a little bit uh, much to say that you uh, still I don't know are. if you turn on alternative rock radio in any city ever lately. I, I, is there still? Every other song. Is there still alternative rock <laughs> radio in existence? Smells like Teen Spirit, existence? Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Smells like Teen Spirit, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Repeat. Yeah, and it's and admittedly, I do look forward for the Chili Peppers song because it's go. not the same song That over makes and over. sense. There you go. Yeah, I just I gotta say, and I I hate to be the 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 rainy day in this one, Anthony, but I don't I don't think this is a good plan at all. No, you don't think. Everyone was having such a blast; they uh, were all cheering. I've seen footage. I did not see people having a blast. Uh, per people se, people having a great time. You didn't hear it when uh, everybody. As soon as they were dragging me out, everyone was going encore, 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 which usually I... means that I have to go out and play under the bridge again. <laughs> You do that two times a set? I do it two times a set. Yep. Can't stop under the bridge. It's (laughs) one of my best songs. Uh, okay. Uh... But I I, I I don't know that they did yell encore. Is it possible that that's something that you sort of created in your own mind? I don't know. I've heard so many audiences screaming that I think I'm a little deaf and it's hard for me to understand things. I'm looking terrible. I don't know if you saw this picture. Yeah, no, I, I Or have. for that matter, I know you're looking at me right now, so you know. Oh, you do look pretty terrible. Yeah, I look like librarian Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how yeah, I would have put it. There we go. Is it possible that uh, decades of constant touring have warped your mind into just a terrible state where all all you understand is going on global tours even as the the enthusiasm about your music Gradually wanes the further you get from your heyday. No, and, I don't know about that. I think that look, whenever you just hear the screaming of a crowd, you just want to give them a good show, whether it be in Japan or whether it be in England or whether uh, it be in Canada. But like at, at your shows, right? I, I think at a basketball game that people are oh, there Joe, to see, all, all the world's your shows. Mm, that's, where that's where I where think we can't stop Anthony Kiedis shows. They're happening literally all the time. Yeah, I'm I'm noticing that. Yeah, yeah. but it, can we just like right now? You're on my podcast. No, no, I don't know if you knew that. You're on you're on my. Podcast. No, you're on my podcast right now. Look at me. I'm talking to a microphone even more than you're talking to a microphone. That's fair, but Anthony... this is the Anthony Kiedis podcast. Can can we just take a moment here? How are you, man? I'm like, really. What how are you? Ta- how, how what are you, are dying you? No, I mean, I, I really, I, I look at you and I, I see pain. I don't know. It's tough to be really famous and then have that, some of that fame kind of go away. People don't think you're kind of in the twilight years and yeah, but can't I really mean, write good songs anyway. I mean, I was writing the same song over and over again for, for 10 years and I think people yeah. finally caught on. But maybe maybe that's a reason to look back fondly and, and to feel lucky and blessed, but then to be that much more ready to, to move on to the next thing here. Oh, can stop Anthony Kiedis. Start Joel hit him with the truth bomb. Is there anything that you've you've always wanted to do, but you never felt like you could because you yeah. were a rock star? Yeah, there's one thing that I always wanted to What's do. What's that? I wanted to, you know, go to a basketball game and run out of the court and get. Everyone cheered okay. for me. Anthony Kiedis. All right. Well, I. I World tour. Make sure I, to buy T-shirts. I'm going to be selling T-shirts on the back of my car after every game. So make sure corrected. to drop by Anthony <laughs> Kiedis and make sure to buy some of my self-printed shirts. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, You're welcome. We will, my podcast. Yeah. But you're welcome. Goodbye. And now it's time for another Wide World of Weird Sports. Oh, it's Wide World of Weird Sports, everybody. loves Wide World of Weird Sports. Wide World of Weird Sports. What have we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Adidas versus Puma. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and because uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, those two companies founded by brothers. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) Let's get into it. Yeah. This is from Fortune Magazine. (laughs) The rivalry between the two world's most recognizable brands went far beyond mere corporate competition. It was a vicious family feud that not only pitted two brothers against one another, but also divided the inhabitants of their hometown into warring factions and lasted 60 years. Holy shit, everyone settle in. Not your average wide world of weird sports. This one's a saga. Right, let me take you way, way back. Yeah. Way back to the pre-Nazi days. Yeah. In the 1920s, the brothers were partners in the Dassler Brothers Sports Shoe Company. Yeah. Yep. Operating out of their mother's laundry room in the small German town of (laughs) Herzogoroch. One of the brothers, Adolf, but everyone called him Addy Dassler. (laughs) Addy Dassler was, um, you might notice something in there. Adi Adidas, right? Isn't that yep. interesting? Uh, was the quiet, thoughtful craftsman who designed and made the shoes, complemented by the older brother, Rudolf, that everyone called Rudy, who is the extroverted salesman. Yeah. yeah. Would people would, his people would chant his name. Yeah, there you go. Rudy. 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 <laughs> I like that this is stated as an aside, so buckle up. Although the brothers joined the Nazi party when Hitler seized power <laughs> in 1933... <laughs> It didn't stop them from getting legendary African-American track star Jesse Owens to wear their shoes as he competed and won four gold medals in the 1936 Olympics. Wow, well, that's fascinating. Well, yeah. that speaks to maybe them not being, like, total Nazis. I don't know. Hey, uh, No, a lot of people don't joined. Don't be good people on both sides. Don't be that no, guy. I'm not being that guy, but I am saying, like, a lot of people joined the Nazi party just so they wouldn't get, like... You know, killed? Yeah, tortured yeah. and, and sure. arrested and whatnot. So there's a certain percentage of people where it's like, yeah, I was in the party, but that doesn't mean I was a Nazi. Enough about Nazis. <laughs> yeah, Owen's victory gave the shoes international exposure and sales of the Dassler's product exploded. Well, I guess if you are a Nazi, you must assume that those are pretty spectacular shoes. Yeah. Because you were like... Look at this Jesse Orms fella. Well, obviously, because he is black, he can't be faster than us. Right. Must be the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> All the Nazis were drinking Fanta and wearing Adidas. <laughs> yes. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, but the success created new tensions in the brothers' relationship, already Ooh. strained by the fact that their families lived in the same villa, despite their wives not getting along. Ooh, it's got to be tough. Yep. Yep. There Well, were s- I mean... <laughs> Didn't live in the same one-bedroom apartment. Lived oh, in the same true. villa. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. if you can't share a villa, what kind of family are you? That's the the old saying goes. Yeah, but the most uh, there were several incidents that were said to have precipitated their conflict, but the most widely accepted one took place during World War II when the Allies were bombing Hertsegar in the Rock. What were we? What were we bombing in Herzegovina? I don't know. But as Addie and his wife climbed into a bomb shelter already occupied by Rudy and his wife, he exclaimed, "The dirty bastards are back again," referring to the Allied forces. Rudy was convinced the remark was directed at him and his family. <laughs> That's a. It's like a, It's like an episode of Friends here, but with yeah. two Nazi brothers. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't want to judge here, but in my family, that sounds like the sort of misunderstanding that we would probably figure out. Oh, very quickly. And yeah. this is not to say that we're the most like loving, getting along family in history. It's just to say that, boy, this is something to carry with you. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, so, Rudy was convinced that Marcus was directing him and the family. A feud, one of the most epic and well biblical in business history, was born. Not surprisingly, Adidas versus Puma is number 20 on Fortune's list of the 50 greatest business rivalries of all time. Okay. Yeah. But it gets worse. When Rudy got called up for service, he suspected Addie and his wife had schemed to get him sent to the front so that they could have him out of the way at work. Look around you. Is anyone else being called up for military right. service? Uh, Rudy, you have to go to the front lines. <laughs> uh, later Rudy was arrested first for deserting his post. At least he was a cowardly Nazi. Yeah. And then the ally and then he was arrested by the Allies on suspicion of working for the Gestapo. On both I shouldn't laugh. On both occasions, <laughs> Rudy was convinced that Addie was the one ratting him out. I gotta be honest with this Rudy guy. Sounds like a real malcontent. Yeah, it's a real uh, Logan and Jake Paul. Second Logan Paul reference of the podcast. Dab, yeah, dab, I, dab. I'm going to be honest with you. I let the first one slide by. Who is Logan Paul? Hi, he's one of the biggest social media stars in the world. Him and his brother feuded. Uh, they slept with the same girl and they uh, had a problem with that. Wait, at the same time? Uh, I mean, no, I have a problem as soon with as that as Jake too. Paul and her broke up, he immediately started sleeping with her. And then they started doing diss tracks at each other and then they boxed. I, they, I do not understand the culture that we live in right it's now. It's weird. Well, Rudy languished in, uh, as a prisoner of war, uh, Addy rebuilt the business selling shoes to American GIs. <laughs> Shouldn't be so funny, but it seems like these two believe in nothing. <laughs> like they're, uh, The conflict escalated as the brothers split the company in two in 1948, dividing the assets and employees between themselves. Addy named his company Das. A combination of his first and last names, Rudy attempted the same by first naming the company Ruda, but eventually changed it to a more athletic-sounding Puma. Yeah. Wait. They they divvied up the employees. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh like kickball. <laughs> like I was thinking more like those scenes in divorce court. Like okay, vitch Anna with? Right. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> oh! Come come here, Sven! <laughs> come here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I just want to make the shoes. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Really, uh, uh... The two built competing factories on opposite sides of the river Auroch and quickly became responsible for much of Herzogarfer economy, with nearly everyone working for one company they or the were other. they across the river from yeah, each other? right. This, this is, is crazy. Shakespeare. The entire town got caught up in the Dassler family feud. The rivalry reached ridiculous proportions. There were local businesses that served only Adidas or only Puma people. Dating or marrying across company lines was for- forbidden or verboten. Oh, that must have made it really hot. Yeah. <laughs> and Herzegovina Hertha- <laughs> governor- was known as the town of bent necks since the people first looked at which company's shoes you were wearing before they to talk to you. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's pretty great. What if you were wearing Nikes? Oh, then they they would kill you immediately. <laughs> yeah. They'd be or like, just like I don't know, dress shoes or sandals, right? Some- Are those Balkan stocks. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Rudy had the sales staff that was better at moving product. Addie had the technical know-how and better relationships with athletes who could provide exposure, tipping the f- scales in favor of uh, Adidas with Puma constantly playing catch up. However in focusing so heavily on each other both companies were slow to react to the threat of nike which would come to dominate the athletic footwear industry leaving them far behind oh boy yeah. well, you couldn't you couldn't write that better do you want to hear the happy ending oh what's the happy ending it wasn't until 2009 when employees of both companies symbolized the end of a six decades of feuding by playing a friendly soccer match by then, the death brothers had both died. Within four years of each other, even in death, the animosity continued as the brothers were buried at opposite ends of the same cemetery as far away from each other as possible. That's not a happy ending, Feels Phil. happy to me. No, you're, you're trying very hard to fit that it's into very it. very One game of soccer 60 years later does not counterbalance all of the things yeah, that you Yeah, but said. they're both out of their pain. They're buried. In, they're buried far away from. They yeah, on opposite sides of the cemetery. But oh no, there was a soccer game. Oh no! So it's wait, good. here's the happy ending. An American company went and kicked <laughs> their asses, and that brings dun, that into another wide den, world dun, of dun, weird dun, dun, sports. Oh, America's, dun, 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 dun. America's dun, dun, number one. America's number one. America's number one. America's number one. America's number one. Citizens of Podcast Town. That brings to a close another sports. Sports podcast but before we go uh, we're gonna have anthony kiedis back in to say not sing say our contact information can't stop anthony from singing <laughs> all right you can find us on twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast that's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast right there beep, bop, ba, do, ba, di, ba, da, ba. you can find us <laughs> on facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast that's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast pick kabo kick a bow oh you can find us by going on Soundcloud for all our back episodes go to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast thats soundcloud.com slash sports the number three podcast sports the number 3 podcast hey guys hey Joel I'm a little curious though as to why uh, why that story about the the Dostler brothers appeared in a musical magazine what do you mean? For Tune Magazine. Bye, Joel. <laughs>